Hi, and welcome back to our continuing study on Systematic Theology 2. I'm Dr. John Cook. We now join in progress, part two of our study. Today's lesson is lesson number 26. We're going to deal with the subject of worship in doctrine. The unsaved man cannot understand our worship of God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. This scripture tells us, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The only way we can truly worship God is in, is in spirit and in truth according to John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. This is Jesus speaking. Listen to what he says. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, the lost man may have a form of godliness, but according to the Lord, he doesn't even know what he worships. John chapter 4 and verse 22, Jesus speaking to the woman of the well. She said, our fathers say we should worship here. You Jews say we should worship in Jerusalem. Here's Jesus' answer. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. By the way, you better get a hold of that. Salvation is of the Jews, not the Muslims, not the Arabs, not the children of Esau, but the children of Jacob. Jacob is Israel, and God is the God of Israel. This world worships all sorts of things. They worship idols of wood and stone. They worship self. They worship business. This world worships pleasure and fortune and fame and sex and education and certainly the love of money, which is the root of all evil. There are all sorts of perversion found in this world because this world, God says, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful they knew God, but they didn't glorify him as God, and they were not thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, and professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. This we read in Romans chapter 1, verses 21 through 23. Man refused to worship God, and so God allowed him to have his way. If you don't want to worship God, God will let you worship however you want to. If they wanted to change the truth of God into a lie, then God let them worship a liar the God of this world. Look at Romans chapter 
1 and verse 25 and then cross-reference it to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 and then look at John chapter 8 and verse 44. Satan is the god of this world and he is the liar. He is a liar and the father of it. So if you want to worship a lie, then God will let you worship the liar, the God of this world. If you want to serve a lie, then God will allow you to serve a liar and to have a liar rule over you. Don't kid yourself that you can change the truth of God and get away with it. In Numbers chapter 32 and verse 23, the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. We are not to worship angels. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 18 says, let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. So worship of angels comes from the fact that man is vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Consider that we're told not to worship men or not to worship man. Revelation 19.10 tells us that John fell at its feet to worship him. The messenger in heaven that was leading John and giving him the message that God had for him. He fell at his feet to worship him. And he said, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Worship God. That's the order given in heaven. The apostle Peter forbade man to worship him. In Acts chapter 10, if you turn there, look at verse 25 and verse 26. It says, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter took him up saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. This pretty much messes up the Pope's acceptance of man bowing before him and other religious leaders accepting the worship of men. We are to worship God and God alone. We are not to worship man. We are to worship the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the true God. Now, some doubt this. But when the announcement of his conception and birth were made, this is what was said of the angel. Thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Luke chapter 1 and verse 31. And that name Jesus means Savior. And God said that he alone was the Savior. And beside him there is none else. In Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 21, there is no God else beside me. A just God and a Savior, there is none beside me. This scripture declares that Jesus is God. We are not to worship the Holy Spirit of God, though that may not be wrong. 
The Holy Spirit's job on earth is to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ and to glorify him. John chapter 16 and verse 13, listen. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. When we find men magnifying the Holy Ghost, they're giving an indication that they're not at all filled with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost does not point men to himself. He points men to the Savior. The work of the Holy Spirit in the Christian is to draw us to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. He teaches us to worship, appreciate, and apprehend God in the Bible. And that through the studying and the reading of the Word of God.